Hi, how are you? Welcome to another episode of Zdenek's English Podcast. I hope you are enjoying the festive time of Christmas. Now, one of the reasons I'm doing another episode of Zdenek's English Podcast so soon after the previous one is because I'm slightly concerned about the competition which I announced in the previous episode. That is the episode number 240, which was called the Christmas Competition Episode. Perhaps it was an over-ambitious project. Perhaps it was a bit too much uh, from me to come up with something like that. Firstly, my listener base is not that big. I'm quite uh, realistic in that. And I have said it here before on this podcast. Currently, I have got about 100 uh, faithful listeners or something like that. Uh, It may be a bit more, but there are listeners who don't listen regularly, let's put it this way. Or there are listeners who are very picky when it comes to episodes, which is absolutely fine. Nothing against that. And secondly, you might not be interested in a game on Steam, which I decided to be the main prize for winning this competition. Either way, it might end up being an embarrassing moment for Zap. There is a chance that... I could be announcing on New Year's Eve at 12 a.m. that no one actually decided to take part in the competition and therefore there's no winner. As a matter of fact, uh, something similar has happened to me lately. Uh, I was on the on the receiving end. I mean, let's let's call it the shoe was on the other foot because um, there is a Facebook group of Uh, Well, there are plenty of Facebook groups, as you might know. But one of the Facebook groups, which I happen to be a member of, announced a competition, a Christmas competition, which is something, I guess, everybody does these days. Nothing special, really. And it was a Facebook group of my favorite board game designer called Czech Games Edition. Um, Because uh, I own a lot of their games, so that's why I like them so much. Because I think they have great games. They have huge reach, uh, not just uh, they, their um, market is not just in the Czech Republic or Europe. Uh, frankly, it's mostly in the US. But anyway, um, they launched a competition in which they were asking the group members to draw what they what they wished for Christmas, uh, what they wished to receive as a present for for Christmas, basically. And so I decided to give it a go because, you know, to, to be honest, it just took me only one minute. Nothing too difficult to draw a box of board game, really. Of course, I'm a terrible, terrible drawer, as you might guess. But uh, it, I did the job, you know, and I, I um, posted a comment. So the main prize for this was supposed to be uh, a board game from from Czech Games Edition. Um, and they were going to send it to three best pictures. Yeah. And I thought, okay, I, I don't really stand a chance, but I might as well give it a go because... Uh, no, actually, wait a second, I'm wrong. It was not for the best pictures. It was for three random pictures. I see. That's why I took part. Because if, if, if it were for the best picture, then I would stand no chance. Anyway, the, the um, funny thing is that they were actually only three participants of this competition. Therefore, each participant managed to win the prize, including me. So why am I saying this? Well, I'm saying this because right now you are exactly in that position. 
because nobody nobody has sent me anything yet uh, that means that you can easily win this <laughs> if you are the only one the chances are you might actually become the winner of this competition I know because you don't come up against anyone else that's that's quite logical I think you know a logic dic dictates that you might as well become the winner of this that you will actually become the winner of this no surprises there uh, so I would like to give you a little nudge you know if you're still interested in this if you were a little bit hesitant for one reason or another here's your chance to actually to actually win something nice and you don't even have to make much effort well let me remind you what I was asking you to do I was asking you to send me an email on teachersdenek at gmail.com in which you tell me your name the country you're from how long you've been listener to the next English podcast, what your favorite episode is, and how you found out about the next English podcast. That's all. You can write this in 20 minutes, uh, 20 seconds. I don't mean to be patronizing, not at all. If I sound patronizing, I, I apologize, but I, I just, I just, I'm just surprised nobody wants to do this. But, you know, so I, I, I suppose I decided to give it another go in this episode. But this episode is not about reminding you of this competition, which could end up being a disastrous, disastrous moment for the next English podcast. But if it happens, it happens. You know, I, I don't think I don't think I can do anything else. OK, so the episode um, which I am recording now is actually well prepared. That means I have got notes, notes from which I'm reading. Of course, I do reserve the right to go off the script if I feel like it. But most of what uh, you will be able to hear now is actually written down. And it's written down on Google Documents because I have, uh, I have been using Google Documents for a while, but never for Zdenek's English podcast. So I said, I said to myself, Zdenek, it's time to do another experiment. So, you know, I feel like a scientist now, you know, dissecting a dead mouse or something. Uh, not, not really. Not really. It, it's not that kind of feeling, to be honest. It, it's, frankly, it's quite the opposite. But anyway, the reason um, is that in the past I have made a lot of notes, but the disorganized person I am, I often lost those notes or thrown them away. Uh, sometimes even, yeah, I did that. Um, so, you know, there are some notes with ideas for episodes, but either I don't know where they are or they have been already discarded. Um, so I, I apologize if you can hear some sounds now. That's coming from my PC. Actually, that's somebody who wanted to play Kingdoms of Deceit. Uh, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Anyway, um, uh, I can't remember last time I did episode like that when it was fully, fully, almost fully scripted. Uh, and the reason I'm doing it is because I have a holiday, because of Christmas. So let's make the most of it, you know, let's make it worth your while as well. And my while, because of course this is an enjoyable thing to do, to record an episode of the next English podcast, as it always has been. Um, I have recorded almost 250 episodes. There is an archive and you can listen to all of these episodes. And I, to be honest, I rarely speak in, in these episodes about my own country. I rarely mention the Czech Republic. I mean, I have mentioned it, but I didn't really, 
go on about it uh, much. So why is that? Why on earth did I not talk about my country that much? I suppose that's because I'm obsessed with English language and English-speaking countries, namely Great Britain. But also because I don't think in, in, the, in the context of um, the globalized world, world, I don't think where you come from really matters anymore. And I don't, I'm not such a huge patriot or something like that. Anyway, in this episode, I decided to compile a list of five bad things and five good things about my own country. Because I want to keep a balanced view. That's right. I want to be fair and impartial. Okay. Bear in mind that this is my personal list. I'm pretty sure that another Czech person would very likely have a totally different list than me. Perhaps not featuring any of the things that I have gone for in this one. I actually wonder if there is another Czech person listening to this. What would they say about the list I have compiled? Are there any Czech people listening to this? I hope they are some, of course, but if they aren't, I mean, no harm done, really. And at least, um, at least, uh, you know, nobody will disagree with me because you might if you're a Czech person. It might sound a little bit critic, self-critical. I don't know. You might you might uh, accuse me of not being patriotic enough or something like that. Honestly, I'm not sure, but I guess there might be about one, two or even three listeners to my podcast, which are from the Czech Republic, please do let me know if you're one of those. Please take part in the competition, for instance. I know some of my students have listened to the Next English podcast in the past. I'm not really sure if they managed to keep it up, though. I, I wouldn't blame them. I mean, this is not the biggest podcast in the world. But those of you who listen to it have your own reasons why you listen to it. I mean... I would like to think that it's because the podcast is good or because I'm an interesting podcaster or because the topics that I choose for the podcast are interesting. But who the hell knows? Maybe it, they are. Maybe the listeners are some some of my enemies, some people who hate me, the hate, the so-called haters, or it's the police or FBI who wants to investigate me for doing something illegal, which I'm not sure that I have committed, but you never know, you never know. So in this particular episode, I will present my top five lists, bad and good things, and it will be done in no particular order of preference. Bear that in mind, please. No preference, so that it's not like I won't be like um, going down from five to... I won't be like counting down from five to one. No, not really. So let's get started, shall we? Let's let's kick off with the bad things because I want to leave the best bits for the end of this episode, of course, because I want to end on a positive note. I think that's that's a good decision. So without further ado, let's get started. So the Czech people, I think, are kind of xenophobic. And that's my number one bad thing about Czech people. Unfortunately, um, the reason might be because uh, we have usually been quite homogeneous as a nation. Uh, there used to be a lot of Germans here, but things happened after war uh, and they were sent back to Germany, you know, after the Second World War, which was very controversial, very contentious um, thing to do. But um, it happened, okay, because it was an act of retaliation, I think. And we, we can try to understand the people who did that. 
because of what what they had to go through in the war. So it was sort of revenge. Although is it justifiable? I'm not I'm not going to be the judge of this, okay? You make your own judgment. During communism there were a few immigration waves in the Czech Republic of Vietnamese people. Uh, we don't really have black people here or Muslims, so we are not used to living side by side with uh, too many different cultures. We do have uh, some gypsies though. We have gypsies. Uh, generally speaking, they do not have the best position here. The Czech people might be slightly racist towards the gypsies. And frankly, some of the gypsies, I don't want to judge them all. That's why I say some of the gypsies. Um, they find it hard to assimilate. So, well, what, what I'm trying to say is that there are some frictions between the gypsy, the, the biggest, one of the biggest minorities here, the gypsy minority, and um, let's call them white Czechs. I am not defending anybody by any means. Uh, I'm definitely sure that both of these sides could reach some sort of argument if they talk to each other a bit more. But more often than not, this isn't happening and there are problems. Uh, anyway, I'm not defending us by any means, by saying, like, by telling you the current situation here. But we should adjust to the globalized world. This is small-minded bigotry. If we, we, we actually even refuse to take refugees as a country, as a member of European Union, even though there was a quota, quota given to us, by the EU and it was compulsory, it was mandatory, we were supposed to do it. But it's complicated, you know. Um, the UK is possibly leaving because of this as well, because they wanted to take back control, you know, of their own borders. They wanted to decide who comes in. And so something similar has happened in our country. And um, a lot of the populists, the politicians during their campaigns have promised to us that we would have no immigration, no refugees coming to our country, and so on and so forth. And a lot of people actually followed this, you know. So it's quite worrying, actually, because it's xenophobic, you know. We, it's fear of, fear of the foreign. That's what the word xenophobia means. Fear of foreigners, or fear of foreign uh, things. So the situation in big cities like Prague, which is the capital of the Czech Republic, Brno, and so on is much better. These country, these places are not that xenophobic and racist. So you know, I, I actually um, I am ashamed of my countrymen for being a bit xenophobic. It's not everyone, definitely, but it's too many people for my liking. Okay, so it's just sad that my country would be like that. I, I'm being honest with you guys. I'm being brutally honest. We are a bit xenophobic. Okay. Anyway, let's move on to something less heavy, something more lighthearted, and that's our food. And I have to say, our food sucks. It's uh, not good enough. Uh, we uh, eat too much fat, you know, our, our meals are too fatty. We use dumplings and uh, a lot of gluten, you know, white flour, a lot of products from white flour, like I don't know exactly what it is, but it's. I think it's glut called gluten, isn't it? Isn't it the bad things that are in white flour? It's called gluten. The bad thing that is that white flour contains is it called gluten? 
something like that. Anyway, we also use too many potatoes, which contain a lot of starch. And we eat too much pork, too much pork meat and meat in general. And we like fried cheese and fried, you know, like schnitzel and everything fried. Actually, fried cheese is one of the biggest Czech specialities. It's incredible. And we often eat it, eat it with French fries, you know, with the chips. So some Czech might be actually proud of their cuisine. And if some Czechs who are proud are listening to this, they might actually um, not be happy with what I'm saying right now. But in my humble opinion, our food really sucks because it's uh, very, very unhealthy. And unhealthy food leads to illnesses, especially in, long, in the long run. Uh, if you eat it on a regular basis, I mean, if you eat it for just a week, if you come for holiday, it's not really a big deal. But if you live here and only eat this, fortunately, fortunately, since we are um, now in Europe, you know, we have been free, free from communism for so long now. Fortunately, we have got um, we have got a choice like we can eat what we want. But a lot of Czech people choose to choose to stay unhealthy, choose to be fat. And also, we happen to drink a lot. I personally drink some, you know. I, I guess I should drink a bit less, but I don't think it's not that bad. I'm not. I'm definitely not an alcoholic or someone who's addicted to alcohol. Not really. Anyway, drinking uh, is supposed to be um, another topic for another podcast, maybe. But uh, yeah, my point is that our food is not good enough, and it's very unhealthy. Okay, another problem or another bad thing about Czech Republic and Czech people is that we have low confidence. There are some historical reasons for this. It's kind of in our DNA, in our mentality. I'm sure there have been some studies into this, uh, into psychology of the, of the nations uh, or mentality of the nations, which is influenced by uh, some sometimes even like traumatic, traumatic experiences like wars or... I know they have conducted some studies on uh, the Jewish community, which has been obviously highly influenced by the Holocaust and uh, Hitler, what Hitler did to them. And it's passed, it's passed from generation to generation. And I heard that it takes actually a few generations or something, something along the lines of four or five. It took four generations to sort of delete this, uh, this trauma or to sort of forget it you know like our genes our genes have it in them it's it's incredible it's actually quite quite amazing like how this can even happen i don't i don't understand it anyway so it's the same with czech people and we have always been sort of oppressed by bigger bigger nations around us there was habsburg monarchy you know so the habsburgs it was um it was a family of habsburgs and they had the throne, they, they were the kings of our lands. And the Czech lands or the Bohemia, we were actually not that important for them. So, you know, you can imagine we were discriminated against and so on. So also there was Austro-Hungarian Empire. Again, it just comes from the name Austro-Hungarian. So Austria and Hungary were more important than Prague, you know. So we were not in the best position there. And then, uh, well, then after the First World War, we, we were doing quite well because we created our own country called Czechoslovakia uh, with help of, uh, for example, Masaryk, who became the first Czechoslovakian president. 
But then when Hitler came, you know, in the 40s, in the, in the 40s, there was obviously uh, terror of the Second World War and Hitler started uh, his, um, his endeavors by occupying Czechoslovakia. So that was obviously a very, very harsh time. And after that, when we thought everything would be great, well, communism came. So we were under the influence of Soviet Union. So again, we were not very sovereign. We were not really independent as, 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 as we could be. So we were always sort of oppressed and uh, in the shadow and something like that. So it's not really ingrained in us to be confident because of the situations we were always in. We were, we were a small nation, you know, we only have 10 million people. We check Czechs. We used to be Czechoslovakia, but now we split, obviously. But there were about 5 million Slovakians, if I'm not mistaken. So we were a little bit bigger than Slovakia, but now we are just Czechs. And there is, I think there is some sort of trauma from these uh, oppressions, the experiences of oppression. Uh, that's how I feel it. And that's what I have learned from our history lessons and so on. For example, if you look at Americans, um, they always come across as overly confident, almost, almost arrogant. You know, it's almost borderline arrogance. Uh, they sort of believe in themselves so much. And I think, again, it's ingrained um, in their personality and DNA because, because of uh, what they have achieved in the past, how they managed to colonize the land, the promised land, you know, um, and they had the American dream and it's just different. You have to be confident in America to be successful. If you are not confident, you will not be successful and you will be walked over, you know? So it's it's just different. Americans are just different. And even if you look at Russians or or Chinese, they, there is some sort of like national pride or something coming from the fact that they are so big as a country. So we don't, we, we've never really had this. Okay, so th that's why our confidence is little bit lower than it probably should be. So there you go. That's another bad thing about the Czech Republic. Also, another one could be that the Czech people are negative and rather cynical. Cynical means um, that you don't believe in good. You know, like you, you're like it's like you believe that bad things will happen. That you believe that people are bad by nature or something like that. So we are negative and cynical, and we don't think people people who become rich and successful became rich and successful by working hard. We actually think that it's because they have uh, bribed someone or they have committed corruption or something like that. So that's that's the cynicism when, when the cynicism comes in, sort of. So we are mistrustful by nature, you know, again, history reasons. It's all connected to the same thing I talked about in the previous point. Ask a Czech person how they are, for example, you know, ask them, how are you? and wait for for their answer it's kind of funny they will they will not tell you that they are fine usually they will tell you i'm i'm okay i'm surviving um you know i have been better or they will start talking about their um pains and ails which is funny you know they will tell you how they have a headache or their knee hurts or something like that or they will say that their life has been shit. you know that's that's the czech people 
For Czech people, this is a real question if you ask them, how are you? Unlike, for example, in England, where you have to just answer something nice, like, I'm fine, thanks. You could be dying, you know, but you still have to say, I'm fine, thanks, because it's a social convention there. But in our country, because we are so negative and cynical, well, you, you can expect a negative and cynical answer. And also, we hate politicians, you know, we, we think that they are all corrupt. They, they, they just um, take part in some, something illegal all the time and, and they, they lie to us and they cannot be trusted, basically. So in the recent years, we have, got, we have had a lot of political um, upheavals. Um, a lot of political parties gained and lost their power soon after the election. And there were like a lot of protest votes from the people. A lot of people don't know who they should vote or they, they don't vote at all because they believe that they cannot do anything. Like if, if they vote, like they, they only have one vote. So they, they have this mentality, this wrong mentality, which is rather negative and cynical. Again, I'm coming back to the same point. Uh, it's, it's complicated. I know it's, it's sort of a big deal now in the whole world. It's sort of a common common feature in the whole world, isn't it? But I'm talking about my own country and I'm not really happy about this. Okay, another point, and it's all connected, is our president. He's just terrible. And that's my personal opinion. If you like my president, well, you have every right to do that, but I don't agree with you. I'm glad that I live in a democratic country. It's not against the law to mock the president. I can freely express myself because there's freedom of speech here unlike in communism. And I have to say that I'm glad that I'm not living in communist country where I wouldn't be able to say what I think because there was no freedom of speech during communism. If you said something against the state and against the, the, the political party, well, you could, you could go to jail in the worst case scenario. There was no um, capital punishment, fortunately, although some people have been killed, yeah. But I think there was no, maybe, maybe there was, I'm actually, I might be actually wrong. There probably was because we, we had some cases of like political, political cases like Milada Horakova, people who got killed because of saying something against communism. But the, the point was like, you had to be in the party. You had to be in the political party in order to achieve something. You couldn't get a really good job or you couldn't go to university if you weren't in a party. For example, if you were religious, you wouldn't be able to study at university. This was how it was in communism. So I'm glad that I can say what I want. And our president has been supported by a lot of communists. He claims not to be a communist himself, but he behaves like one. He is a true pig, in my opinion. He reminds me of someone else somewhere in, in the world. I will not name the country. He smokes, he drinks, he insults everyone. He is vengeful, spiteful, he has a bad character, but sadly he's smart and he's a good speaker, he's a good orator. So he convinced a lot of people to give him a vote. In our country we have got a direct voting system. So it used to be that the parliament would vote who the president was. But these days the people decide themselves, there is a people's vote, you know. So unfortunately he won. So I have to respect the fact that he is our president. 
but I don't think he is a good president. And I have every right to say that. Um, he has a lot of support of poorer people, you know, um, like low class people, um, because he li they like how he stands up uh, to the rich and to the elites. He gives bad impression of the Czech Republic, though, because he smokes, he drinks and he he, he's very, 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 very vengeful. You know, some, somebody says something against this person and they will take their revenge in the most incredible way. That's just our president. And he speaks against the refugees. He speaks against the European Union. Uh, and he's very militant as well. He supports uh, the wars, which are like war conflicts outside our country. Like he supports the war in Afghanistan. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a bad thing, okay. But he, the way the way he's militant, I think it's a bit too much. And he also openly hates Muslims. He openly speaks against Muslims. Again, he can do that. It's his opinions. He is a president, but he should tone his opinion down. He also hates journalists. They he calls them stupid. Also, when they criticize him for being too focused on the East, he is denying that. You know, so so we think that or, or, or the elites in the Czech Republic or the right wing parties, let's say, think that he's too focused on Russia and uh, China, basically, in his in his, in, let's say, business endeavors and I don't know. I don't know, honestly. And now he also supports Donald Trump. So, well, his critics say that he should be more European. Honestly, I guess I agree with most of what's being said. But I think it's more complicated than just saying this. Because we could say that, that for example, Chinese economy is doing really well. So it sort of makes sense to focus on China, you know, like to make business deals with them and so on. And it's definitely not a bad idea to, to have bad relationships with Russia, uh, to have a bad relationship with Russia, because it is a powerful country after all. But honestly, like, I know this is a con contentious issue, but personally, I don't really agree with the annexation of Ukraine. Okay. Um, sorry if you are Russian listeners, but again, I have right to say this. And Zeman is denying this. Zeman is saying that this was no annexation. I probably shouldn't talk about this because it can it can bring some problems and some of my listeners may, may get angry. But again, again, I'm just expressing my opinion. So please don't judge me for that. And I will not talk about this for too long. So don't worry. Uh, in my humble opinion, our president is just embarrassing, to say the least. He is kind of friends with far right as well and communists. And he likes Trump. And birds of feather flock together, basically, so not my favorite person at all. But back to more positive points. Let's talk about the five positives about this country and the Czech people. Okay, so let's talk about Czech beers first. Um, beer, well, there's so much to talk about when it comes to Czech beer. There are not many things that Czech people are proud of, but they are definitely proud of this commodity. Now, I know there are more countries that claim to have the best beer in the world. For example, people from Belgium or Germans or the Irish could say this for sure. But there is no doubt 
that Czech beer is the best beer in the world. Really, if there is something I can really vouch for that's coming from the Czech Republic, it's our beer. Uh, I could swear that we have the best beer in the world. We have hundreds of breweries here, big and small, and brewing beer tradition is a long-lasting one and it gets passed from generation to generation. Obviously, we are the best. I personally drink beer, but I'm not one of those who need to have it every single day. Although doctors say that a small glass of beer every day is actually good for us because it helps digestion. Uh, digestion. But of course, beer contains alcohol and alcohol is kind of poison, isn't it? And what's more, it's also addictive. So if you drink beer too much, it's bad for you. And it gives you a fat belly as well. So we don't want that either, do we? No, we don't, especially not after Christmas. Because we have eaten too much stuff after Christmas, so we want to lose weight. So obviously drinking beer is definitely not good in, in high amount. And for Czech people, similarly to the British, drinking beer is, just, is not just about getting drunk or enjoying this beverage. But it's also a social occasion. A lot of people go to pubs and enjoy beer and have fun and play cards and talk. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a thing. It's a thing. Um, me personally, I drink beer, I like it, but I did not really drink it when I was a teenager. So a lot of children start at, at an early age, like way, way, way younger than they should be to start drinking beer. Because obviously, officially in my country, you can drink it when you, when you reach the adulthood, which is 18. So you have to be 18 to drink beer. I know in some countries, like in the UK, you can be, for example, 16 and... If you are with your parents or with somebody who is 18, they can actually, you can actually have beer, which is funny. Okay, you, you can't buy beer if you're 16, but if someone is 18, so it could be your friend, a friend from your gang, and if they buy you beer, well, you, then you're fine. So you could give them money, yeah, and then they buy you beer. That's, I don't, I don't understand this law. It's kind of funny to me. So, but regardless of this, obviously, a lot of young people drink beer, but never, I never drank beer when I was young. I started really after the age of 18. It so, sort of grew on me later on. But I have to admit, I'm not one of those beer drinkers, like one of those binge, binge drinkers, or what you might call them, that can drink five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten beers. Not really. I've got some friends who managed to drink like 15, 16, 17. I, know, I don't know how they manage that. I don't know how they survived. I would be dead if I attempted that. But anyway, also in my football team, it has always been a tradition to drink after a football match. And I was the one who was actually one of the worst in drink be uh, beer drinking. And they often took the mickey out of me. They made fun of me because of being so bad at drink drinking beer. I don't know why this is such a thing. I guess it's a male, male thing. It's some sort of male pride or something. It's stupid, really. Why do you have to drink a lot of beers to be respected by other male? It doesn't make sense, in my opinion. Anyway, I have broken a record recently. So it's sort of something I shouldn't be proud of, but it's kind of funny. Because I managed to drink six beers during one night. And I have to say, I had a hangover on the next day, of course. I did, yeah. I did not feel particularly well. But um, I wasn't really sick or anything. Is just a bit too much for me. Six beers, a bit too much. Okay, so that was Czech beer. But there are th four more things that I would like to talk about and that I consider 
our assets, our positives. And one of them could be our weather and climate. Because we have four seasons, you know, the temperature can reach uh, 30 to 35 degrees in summers. Uh, although lately we have had a lot of droughts and it's been hotter than usual. And in some cases it, it, it also went up to 40 degrees, which was way too much. And the farmers and the Czech agriculture uh, is sort of in trouble, you know, because, you know, it's too dry and there's not enough water in the ground and the, the vegetables need water, of course, they do, yeah, to, to sustain uh, whatever, whatever I'm trying to say here, they just need to survive, okay, that, that's what they need. Uh, winters are okay, but they used to be tougher as well, you know, we used to have like minus 5, minus 10 and minus 20 at night in January and something like that, it doesn't really happen that much anymore. I don't know, it must be the global warming. I think some people are in denial as to say that the global warming isn't happening. One of those people is Donald Trump, obviously. Of course, he is, you know, who is against um, uh, this pact. There was like, like um, organiza isn't there an organization for basically tackling or battling the climate change? I think there is. And I believe Donald Trump and the USA have decided to come out of this organization or something like that has has recently happened in the in the last few years i believe anyway um what i'm trying to say is that the weather and climate in general is very nice that it changes so much I mean, it's kind of nice you know it's it's not mundane it's not one-sided and i like that i don't like stereotype but to be honest i live in a lowland which is not the best because we don't really get any snow in winter and sometimes we do but it used to be it used to be much more like we we would have uh, snow on the ground uh, the the snow on the ground would actually lie for months or for weeks at least but it doesn't happen anymore when it snows it stays there for one or two days and then it melts immediately it's sort of sad you know sort of sad because i like snow i like snow it's clean because i i ride my bike so it's kind of nice to ride my bike in snow of course if you have skis you can go skiing you can go cross-country skiing we do have some snow in the mountains we have a few mountains in the czech republic not the highest mountains in the world like the alps but still good enough you know there are some skiing resorts mountainous areas where you can go and uh, buy um buy uh, basically a ticket for uh, what's it called a uh, ski ski lift yeah that's the thing so you know um there might be some snow now in the altitude of eight or nine hundred meters actually in the in the czech mountains i think there are there is some snow there because i've seen it in the news lately but all things considered i like our climate we have a bit of everything you know uh, we have storms strong wind rain snow hail uh, some uh, hot days as well, some cold days. It's it's interesting, although it's definitely different from, for example, English oceanic weather, because in England they have more humidity, and and we are quite the opposite. We are a landlocked country, so we don't have the sea. So there is totally different climate. It's kind of drier, you know. Uh, okay, now there are. 
two, three more things I want to talk about. Three more good things about the Czech lands. One of them is that we have very, very rich history and a lot of sites that one could be proud of. Uh, Czech land has a long history which dates back to the 7th century. Uh, a lot has happened here, of course, in this land. Um, for example, in the Middle Ages, not all was nice. There were some good moments, though, like the Husid Wars. It was the moment when the Czech land was doing really well. Because we were trying to reform the church and we had really good soldiers. We had good army at the time. And we were very successful with the with the Hussites tactics, tactic of how to beat their opponents. Um, also, during the reign of the Czech king Charles IV, um, there was quite a metropolis here in Prague. He built a lot of monuments, and there are a lot of castles and churches. And you know, they're still here. We still have the castles and churches and sites, especially in Prague. But in other cities too, a lot of tourists come to visit the Czech Republic. They come from far and wide to admire our historical heritage every day. And sometimes we take it for granted, of course. And uh, if, you, if you put it in context of us being so, so unpatriotic, I mean, it's kind of strange. I mean, I, I, I could do an episode with my cousin Honza about Czech history. Honza, who you know from the Road to Civilization, because Honza is actually a history buff. He knows everything about history. Ask him a question, he will tell you everything. He is very, very well read. And I really envy him and his knowledge. Um, okay, now I also mentioned that we are not very patriotic. Uh, but that, that's a positive as well for me. Not to be patriotic or arrogant. Because for me, patriotism and nationalism and arrogance are often go hand in hand, you know, uh, so I think we are, we can be friendly. I, I also said that we are xenophobic, didn't I? So am I contradicting myself? Is this some, some sort of cognitive, cognitive dissonance or whatever it is called? I don't know, but I know that this is related to our mentality again, uh, lack of self-confidence as a nation. We have often been oppressed, like I said, and I think it is practically a reason why we are not as patriotic as other, often bigger nations. Saying that, of course, we are proud of our things, like those that I mentioned, like beer <laughs> and uh, the historical monuments, but not as much as someone else would be. Like, I don't know, for example, even the British, they are so proud of, of the Queen and uh, the, you know, the... The tower and Big Ben, all these, all these sites, probably prouder than we are, and so this is partly the reason I I'm doing this episode now, just to just to you know make us a little bit more proud. Like I should be prouder, I guess. I shouldn't uh, look down on my own country and um, play down its importance and its history and its significance and so on and so on. But on one hand, I'm doing this episode, you know, so it's like a more patriotic episode, I suppose, although I'm offering you uh, bad things as well. But also it took me six years of recording the next English podcast to get to this topic. Well, make your own judgment. Nationalism and patriotism often leads to thinking that you are superior and better, in my opinion, 
And it is not a good thing. So that is my point. I'm actually glad that we are not overly patriotic and arrogant. And for me, this is a positive. Arrogance is when you think you are better than someone else. And I hate arrogance. And it's dangerous. And I think we have left of less of this, which makes us friendly. But sometimes we are xenophobic. So, you know, we are strange <laughs> in a nutshell. Okay, then I would like to speak about the location. Location is very, very handy because we are in the middle of Europe. We are well positioned, in my opinion. And we are in center, Central Europe next to Germany, which is a very nice location in terms of travel, business, not far from England. It takes you only two hours by plane these days. Two hours by plane. Isn't that nice? It's even closer to get to Italy or France, which are also major, major countries of Europe, of course. So this is not bad. Not bad at all to live in the center of Europe. Imagine you live in the north, okay, and you have to go all the way to the south. It would take you for ages. For example, let's say if you are from the north of Sweden or something, and you have to go, you have to get to Greece or or um, to Sicily, I don't know, it just takes you ages. Or if you're from Moscow and you want to get to Ireland or Portugal, it takes you ages. And if you are from the middle of Europe like we are, well, it's, it's, just, it's just so nice because everywhere it doesn't take so long. Uh, it's nice to be in the middle, that's, that's my point. And these days it is nice to be next to Germany as well because Germany has very positive impact on our own economy. We are basically benefiting from being German's neighbors because Germany are now the leader of the European economy. Uh, their role will be even bigger, in my opinion, after Brexit. That's my personal, personal view, though. Uh, I could be wrong as well. It could all change. But this is what I believe in. Our economy is tied with German economy. That's that's my point. So it's nice to be in the middle of Europe. Okay, so I think that's about it. I think I've managed to cover all these five good things and five bad things about our country and our people. So I hope, I hope you like that. I hope it was interesting and uh, you learned something about my nation. Uh, probably not the best representant um, to talk about my country because I can be a little bit critical. You know, I'm self-critical as well, so... I guess it's part of my personality. Again, if you're Czech, feel free to disagree with me. I'm fine with that. Also, feel free to post comments if you are not from here and say what you think. And also, if you, if you would like to, what you could do, you could um, mention the top five things and top bad things about, about your own country. It could be quite interesting to see the comparison here. And you know what? As a bonus, at the end of this episode, I'm going to teach you five phrases, five Czech phrases, which could be useful for you when you come here and want to learn the language. Or if you just come on holiday, you could try to speak Czech, you know, uh, because, of course, every single country, every single nation actually appreciates if you show them that you can speak the language or you, if you make the effort to speak their language. So I, I suppose it wouldn't be different here. Czech people wouldn't would find it cute if you tried to speak Czech. So uh, an important phrase is uh, which essentially means I would like to have one beer. Repeat after me. Okay. And then um, I, let me teach you. 
na čaj, na drink, můžete pozvat na kafe, můžete pozvat na čaj, můžete pozvat na drink, which essentially means would you like to have beer, coffee or drink with me? Uh, no, there was no beer. Sorry, it was coffee, tea and drink. I think this is the best way to ask someone out, basically. You can just say, můžete pozvat na kafe. If you like a Czech girl, and I wouldn't blame you, some Czech girls are very nice, uh, then you can say this. Now, of course, jak se máš means how are you? And the answer to that is dobře, which would be good, or nic moc, which sounds like so-so. So, jak se máš? Dobře. Nic moc. Or you could even say, mám se špatně, which means I'm, I'm quite bad. And that's something that Czech people would say, as I said before. Also, you could tell a girl that she's beautiful by saying, si krásna, or líbíš se mi, which means I like you. And, of course, if you want to wish someone good night, you can say, dobrou noc. Okay, so that's it. And... If you want to know more about these Czech phrases, and if you want to learn Czech actually with me, uh, ideally you have already started with Czech. I do actually have a Czech podcast. It's called Zdenek's Czech Podcast in Czech Zdenkov Czechy Podcast, and you can try to Google it. Um, it's also on iTunes, and it's my second podcast. Maybe some of you are surprised by this, but I also think I have mentioned it before. Uh, it's not as big as this one. Uh, usually the episodes are about 15 minutes long. And my cousin Honza also features there. So you could you could just have a listen to what my language sounds like. It might you might find it funny. But unless unless you really are a Czech learner, I think it you might find it a little bit hard to actually listen to it. When I say a little bit, it's understatement. <laughs> Of course, you might completely, completely struggle to understand anything. But either way, you know, I wonder what what you think about my list, guys. Do you think it was a well-balanced choice? Do you think I was too harsh on my own country? Or do you think I sounded too proud or something? Let me know, please. I really would like to know what you think. Also, don't forget about the competition. Don't forget that nobody has taken part yet. I haven't received a single email. Again, send your emails to teachersdenek at gmail.com because you have a high chance of winning a game. If you're the only competitor, then the prize is yours, I promise. Uh, don't forget, uh, I, I, I scheduled to announce the results on the 31st of December which is the New Year's Eve, of course, at 12 a.m., okay, so at midday. Uh, Central European time, of course, so GMT plus one. Now, before I end this, let me remind you that there is a way to support me. If you think that my podcast gives you a value, especially if you are a long-term listener, you are more than welcome to become a patron. Becoming a patron means you would be sending me as little as $1 a month And here is my reasons you might want to do this. Number one, this is a way of you to support me and basically appreciate my work. And there is really time and effort that goes into creating this podcast, believe me. Sometimes planning questions, episodes, recording, the actual recording, editing, uploading, sharing on Facebook and the social media, it does all take time. I enjoy doing this. I don't mind making a loss. I'm making a loss. 
Of course I am, because I pay for the hosting. There are some patrons who support me, uh, but it's not enough for me to make any sort of profit. But as you know, I'm not making this podcast for money, but still, you know, I would be more motivated if I had more patrons. I think it's natural. And I think if you really like the Next English Podcast, then you might want to consider becoming one of my patrons. I don't want to push you into it. I don't want to force you into it. It's still entirely up to you. If you think it's not worth it, then by all means, don't do it. I will like you too, of course, as my listener. I won't um, disown you. No, I I, I wouldn't do that. Um, But it it would give me some sort of a moral boost, you know, some sort of a bonus. Uh, It's sort of purpose. It gives you purpose and justification. Like, makes more sense to do this then. Okay, if, if... you get some money at least. This motivates me. I get, I get sense of commitment. And if I haven't published an episode for, let's say, a week, it creates little pressure on me too, knowing that there are people who I don't want to let down because they rely on me and wait for their next dose of um, episode with, with um, expectation, you know. My patrons know this. My patrons know that I, see, I feel this commitment. I have talked to them about this. I often chat with them on Facebook as well. So... Because I'm very grateful to my patrons. Um, You get an extra patron-only episode every month on top of that. So as a patron, you get one more episode. And how to become a patron? It's very easy. You just have to go to podbean.com site, find the next English podcast with the built-in search engine they have there. And you will have to add your credit card detail, I think. But there are no strings attached to the transaction is not is not a fraud the money is directly deduced from your account i i have been using it myself so i know uh it's exactly what it what you want it to be so you can just you can just pledge one dollar really just one dollar a month this is the lowest amount you can pledge and i do the same because i pay pay them for the hosting i also have to give them my credit card details because I pay about eight to ten dollars a month. I'm not exactly sure how much it is anymore, but it's eight to ten dollars because I'm billed annually. I think it's something around one hundred dollars or something like that. Uh, also, I have the Czech podcast, so for that I also have to pay for the hosting because it's a it's it's a different project. So I have got a good experience with Podbean. They they are pretty reliable when it comes to using. Uh, the credit card and giving them your payment details. I know some people are a little bit skeptical and suspicious of this, but you don't have to be. Also, you can unsubscribe to this at any time, okay? That's something you can also do. Like, you can become a patron now, and if you think you've run out of money or you think you no longer want to support my podcast, you can unsubscribe. It's very straightforward. Technically, you can send me just $1 for this month and then unsubscribe. Ah, I can't speak. So technically, you can send me $1 for this month and then then unsubscribe. That's also something you can do. So, yeah, that's that. I I hope you understand that sometimes I have to talk about this. If I didn't talk about how to become a patron, nobody would ever become a patron, right? It makes sense, I think. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. So once again, don't forget about the competition. You can win easily because you might be the only competitor there. Uh, secondly, feel free to send me uh, messages and post comments in Facebook about this episode. What what you think? Send me lists of for your own country, your own personal uh, lists could be quite interesting for me to compare. 
and consider becoming a patron for the next English podcast. That's about all that uh, we will be able to squeeze into this episode. Thank you very much for watching. What? Watching? They were not watching. They were listening. Oh God, this mic sucks. Enjoy the rest of this festive period and I will talk to you on the 31st of December. That's when I am going to wish you Happy New Year. So have a nice day, everyone. Bye. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenex English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenexenglishpodcast.podbean.com.